0: It's the next level <laughs> what's the eta a team's on the way they'll be there in a few hours a few hours i'm a civilian i can't just push a button anymore the target's secure no one's seen him we're three fucking miles offshore grace what do you think i think if there's a way to screw this up you'll find it look i just want me wife back i know
1: bring langley the terrorist and you'll have her
0: Hey, you ever hear of an old soup called Liberty? The fuck's that go to do with anything? I'm not sure yet. How's your crew holding up? Yeah, all good. Uh, We are having a few laughs here, I'll tell you that. The target is the girl's brother? Yes, sir. You don't think it compromises her allegiances? Well, if it comes to that, I'll neutralize her. The passion you show your
2: team is truly touching. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mark and I'm Steve
1: and I'm Jason.
2: And this week. Well, this is a spoiler filled podcast of the second season of Amazon Primes. The boys. We have watched the whole season and we are now discussing these episodes from the point of view or that point of view, as you would say. But if you have not watched all the second season of the boys, why are you here? This is pretty much what Steve says. So I'm just (laughs) stating it right now. So if it sounds different and weird. This is Mark. So go back, watch the whole second season, and tell us what you thought of any of the individual episodes going forward. So,
1: why are you guys switching roles?
0: I don't know. know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mark just decided to take over uh, I mean um, as as as, as you heard listeners, um we have we are joined this week by the famous Jason from the podcast <laughs> network. Thank you so much for being here Jason. We do appreciate you being on the podcast and as we've said before, we appreciate a lot of what you've done because really it was yeah. it was you that brought Mark and I together. It was your podcast that that sounded Weird. We're not like a couple or anything. <laughs> and we've been but, happy (laughs) ever since wait Uh, wait you left me at the altar,
2: dude what the hell Uh, no no
1: that's great i mean like we were saying just before we started recording i i've been loving this show so i was happy to be invited to come on and talk about it with
0: you too uh it should be super fun very cool so this is episode three of season two of the boys called over the hill with the swords of a thousand men i think that's like from a poem or something somebody said i don't Mm, know Um, but the synopsis sounds poetic that imdb gave us is the boys take to the high seas to safeguard their prisoner homelander plays house then pushes ryan over the edge starlight is forced to make an impossible choice stormfront reveals her true character yeah Oh, yeah. And it's
1: funny because it says the boys take to the high seas because one thing I did notice about this episode is they're on that boat cruising around while a lot of stuff is happening with everybody
0: yeah. else. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, fine.
2: <laughs> Which is also a spoiler, too, because we got that in the San Diego Comic-Con trailer if you all remember right. too with so that was the one thing that we all were looking forward to and I know we finally got this in this episode and I just enjoyed yeah. that
1: as I was taking notes I was like oh it's really cool to see finally like a live action version of an Aquaman like character with fish and everything and then I remembered oh yeah except for the Aquaman movie
0: but other <laughs> than that <laughs> I never, I never actually saw the Aquaman movie. It was so. no pretty You're really, okay. Oh, rockstar, yeah, I yeah.
2: liked it. I, I really enjoyed that movie. So it's crazy. Yeah. Well, he's always ripped, and I, I could see every woman's appeal for that movie, though.
1: But it's also <laughs> just so much going on with that movie. It's like, yeah. psychedelic. Almost. It's all
2: over the place, and then you got yeah. Dolph Lundgren, and you'd be like, oh, hold on, Carl <laughs> Drago, isn't it?
0: All right. No. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Dennis Quaid? Is it? Is it Dennis Quaid, or was it?
1: dennis quaid is huey's dad
0: yes right yes. in real life but yeah. isn't he in aqua he's not in aquaman no that no, confused no. that okay for some reason i thought he was nah.
1: the guy who was in uh, watchmen as the owl
0: okay right
1: he's okay. in it yes i forgot yeah. his the actor's name but
0: yeah he's in a bunch of far uh fargo stuff too right he's in yeah, yeah. he played yeah. night owl yeah yes cool anyway so before we get into our our top three our highlights uh what are you guys' general thoughts you've already we already kind of started talking about the episode a little bit but what are your general overall thoughts of this episode
2: well we'll start with jason oh
1: well generally i thought it was uh damn good just like pretty much all the episodes although i gotta say i like dark and edgy stuff but this is borderline for me this season like sometimes i'm like you don't have to push the gore further and further each time you know yeah. sometimes I'm just like oh okay but none of the, I don't know this episode I thought it was I mean it gets worse as it goes along yeah but this episode was fine even with like Stormfront breaking the brother's hands that's gross but it fits her character and I don't know I mean I, I thought it was uh, funny and sad and gross and it, it uh we learned new things about characters so i thought it was a great episode
0: yeah i'm i'm the same way i had forgotten about the breaking hands thing i guess i must have blinked the first time i rewatched <laughs> this so when i was re-watching it again yesterday i saw that and i, went, and I just kind of oh yeah. i forgot ooh. about that because it like you see the bones and everything and i'm just like oh yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah it's it's really this this episode like you said, it really reveals a lot. It reveals a lot about Homelander, it reveals a lot about Stormfront and just her character and who
1: Kimiko a little bit. Kimiko a yeah. little bit.
0: Yeah, we get to see her. You know, we get uh, we get Huey. There's there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode, and I'm sure we'll get to it when we get into our top three as well.
2: Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. My first impressions, wow, a lot came out. <laughs> 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 and I think Stormfront came out at this point. <laughs> so Yeah. So
1: and that's that's actually my number three is about her.
2: And then on top of that, you see a little bit more of Homelander and how crazy he is. He is one crazy loon, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I know, Steve, you and I already talked about the comic comparison about how Black Noir in the comic is the clone of Homelander. And then in the comic, Homelander goes crazy and dies. And then, you know, Black Noir just goes even further. In that per, you know, that you know perception of Homelander within the comic. So in this, we have a great diversity within the two characters, which I appreciate and I just love for the fact that okay, this could be a completely totally different character with Black Noir, and then maybe eventually we'll see Homelander just they find a weakness eventually and they get rid of him. I know?
1: mean, I haven't read the comic. But Black Noir, I I find really interesting, and it's in part because they're keeping him mysterious, and they're just letting (laughs) a little bit out of time, and it makes me want more, but I think they're smart to hold off. Um, I didn't know he was a clone of Homelander in the comic, but it makes me wonder if they're going to go that route, like you just kind of said on the show. In this episode, it was interesting when he found out that Compound V was... Behind all of their powers, mm-hmm. yeah. he started crying. And yeah. that just made me feel like I, what I took from that is that his life has been a living hell. And that's why it, it, he realized, oh, and now I had to suffer this because of some government intervention or, or this corporate intervention or whatever. I don't know. Right. What did you guys it,
0: it makes you. It makes you wonder if, because it's like he has this healing factor, obviously, that we've seen come into mm-hmm. play. And we're going to see more of that towards the end of this the season. But it makes you wonder if, like Wolverine, does he still feel the pain? Also, because that would yeah. that would make sense oh, of why yeah. he realizes, kind of like a Deadpool kind of thing, that he he still feels the pain even though he's he's regenerating, he's whole. Yeah. yeah.
1: And did we see? I mean, this is jumping ahead, but you said it was spoiler filled. Like mm-hmm. he gets mm-hmm. part of his mask taken off towards the end, and it's his face is kind of burnt, like Deadpool, right?
0: Yeah. Correct. I think yeah. so. He's got like yeah. scars on his face or something like that. So he's he's definitely got that kind of edginess to him. Yep. Yeah.
1: Hey, man. One Fresca. Thanks. So should I do my number three? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So it's Stormfront. So um, my computer keeps auto-correcting Stormfront <laughs> to Storefront, which is not as good of a superhero name. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Just did it again. I found another spar here. Um, anyways, what I think is cool about this character is she comes on, and she's new, so we don't know anything about her. And... I think the last couple episodes and this episode, she's portrayed as this sassy girl who stands up for women's rights and isn't afraid to tell the man to fuck off, basically. Mm-hmm. And. And uh, Starlight looks impressed with her. And I think that is smart because when you introduce a new character like this, that's going to turn out to be the bad guy, but you want to throw people off the scent. So you need to give them some other characteristic to make sense why they would bring this character in. And so you think it's going to be like, maybe she'll be a mentor to Starlight or something like that. But this is the episode where her true colors come out and that maybe she's worse than all of them and they kind of just doled that out slowly too like we see her chasing Kenji Kimiko's brother blasting through walls through people's apartments and they look really scared and then the camera cuts over to Kenji but you can still hear her powers going and the screams stop Mm -hmm. and that's when I was like what happened there what what happened there yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then she goes, then you see the apart, like whole floors just being destroyed at once with her lightning flicker and everything. And um, then it's like, oh, I think she's killing all of them. So that was like quite a intense feeling.
0: Yeah, and I mentioned it last episode and we get another we get another bit of it here as well when she calls Homelander Gramps, you know, which is which it's is sort kind of, of ironic. Yeah, it is exactly yeah. cuz <laughs> we know that actually she's way older than way older, yeah. 100 years so older. <laughs> yeah. But yes. then it
1: gets really overt here where she's breaking Kenji's hands off and mm-hmm. she's held his head and says, "Open your eyes. I like to see the lights go out." It's like, "Okay, she's she's just as bad or worse than him, and <laughs> exactly. she calls him a uh, yellow bastard. So she's mm-hmm. also a racist. So I was yeah, like, all exactly. right, yeah. yeah. I-, I was hoping for
0: another p- hero to look up to, but nope, nope, nope nope Nope. No. They don't <laughs> Not get gonna that let here. Us have that. No. <laughs> so my number three is uh, is just that beginning when Butcher is apologizing to to Huey, and Huey kind of <laughs> ineffectually kind of fights him and kind of punches him. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like when you're a little kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you're a little kid. And- but uh, then he gets that call from Mallory, you know, and she's asking him to bring in the female's brother. And what are, what is he going to do if the female becomes a problem? And he basically says that he'll take her out if that's if that's a problem. He doesn't. I guess he doesn't know about her healing factor at this at this point. Maybe he yeah. just doesn't know all her powers and stuff. But uh, it it really looked to me like both Frenchie and her overheard him say that. Yeah, because I for sure Frenchie did, and she may have as well, because she was coming down the stairs there. So. Or at
1: least she sensed something, because she mm-hmm. gave him a dirty
0: look. Yeah, yeah. That whole dynamic
2: between the the, the brother and sister is really interesting in this mm-hmm. actual show. I it, well,
1: it. it was cool because I don't. It's been a little while since I saw the first two episodes, but she's just been so hardcore and. Yeah. reactive and violent and i think the brother brings out this tender side of her that we hadn't mm-hmm. seen before and we also learned that she knows the special sign language i don't think we'd seen that before does she know that is she in uh know that in the comic
2: like that i'm not aware sign of
1: language hmm.
0: yeah i'm not sure i know that in the comic she doesn't she never has a name she's just called the female the female and yeah, yeah. and i don't think i'm i'm assuming then that means that the brother is probably not I yeah, think he's demonic. just
1: called the male. Oh, well, in the <laughs> in, in in the wiki, it says the male and that okay. has his real name. OK, um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, what one thing just just real quick uh, sure. back on. Uh, I forgot to mention this is just a quick point, but. On Stormfront, it was interesting that we see Mallory is investigating Liberty, so that they kind of planted mm-hmm. a seed of that, but then just kind of dismissed it. That's all.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I had that in my notes that she we see her with that that Manila envelope, and she pulls out the the Budweiser ad that has Liberty on it, and she asks Butcher if he knows is a butcher. Yeah, she asks him if he knows anything. Mm-hmm. Where we don't know where she got that envelope from, though. Right? Do, do they ever reveal where she got? Because I know later, I think it's it's a similar envelope that has all the other secrets about Stormfront in it. So I wonder if that came from the Church of the Collective.
1: I feel, yeah, I feel like she doesn't know that much yet. So I don't think she has all the secrets yet, right? She's just, maybe she knows something and she's trying to confirm it. But anyway, that's Mm -hmm. what it seemed like.
2: So what's your number three, Mark? Uh, That would be Homelander trying to get Ryan to show his power with flight. You know, he pushes <laughs> this kid. You know, it, That was like a 20-foot drop. Come on. You know, what a jackass. So wrong. He just, just yeah. pushes him, thinking, assuming because he's my son, he's going to fall and recover properly. You know, the kid is really upset about it and pushes <laughs> Homelander, and you see his eyes light up. And you get that whole Superman or... Brightburn vibe that we got, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you know, Steve and I had covered Brightburn a long time yeah, ago.
1: I that. that was a great movie.
2: But the fact that you get this and it's just like, okay, it's soup again, soup at this point <laughs> with that eye yeah. lighting up. But the kid really starts to hate him at that point. And you really get that. He doesn't know if he could trust his biological father. He doesn't know where to go with this. He looks at his mother and he loves his mother and you know this but and on top of that the mother actually protects him saying you know and attacks homelander verbally saying what are you doing you know and you know she's trying to hide ryan from all these powers kind of similar to what you know if, if you think billy billy just wants to use people who have the power he kind of sets the kid aside, but we see a different part of Billy at the very end of the season mm-hmm. regarding this. So he's there to protect the kid at this point because— Although he doesn't
1: take him on himself. No. That yeah, that's notable. But, yeah.
2: <laughs> and on top of that, you know, the fact that, you know, he sees that that's part of his wife at that point. That's the last part of his wife yep. because his wife's gone. Mm -hmm. you know sorry spoilers everybody but But kind of like
1: i would say kind of like kenji woke up something in kimiko to bring out her humanity more i think yeah butcher's wife brought out more of that in him exactly
0: yeah it's going to be interesting when when we do get the season when season three comes out to see where ryan is at or if they have ryan in it and see if there is any sort of relationship between uh him and billy or if billy just completely you know, disregards him uh, to keep him safe. That's going to be an interesting dynamic. He could end
1: up being the biggest supervillain of all. You never know.
0: You never know. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right. So we're on to our number twos. Yeah. Jason.
1: I'll actually continue on with Homelander. I think he's a great character. He's so, he's so creepy. I mean, he's so powerful and he's such an asshole. And he's one thing that's interesting to me is he has this need to be loved. That's Mm kind of what drives him to be admired and to be loved. And I think that's why he's trying to get close to his son. Just he's bored and he wants to, (laughs) uh, I don't know, have someone take after him. And so he has, you know, human drives, but he's got all this power. And so I think that's arrested his development. He's sort of like still an adolescent. He never grew. Yeah, that's that's
0: a good that's a good point. Well, because we see that at the breakfast table there when he's trying to control and when Ryan asked for one pancake and he kind of goes, Yeah, one, just one. And then he's like, Give him more syrup and and this and that. And when he starts to speak Spanish, he he wants to take him outside and they never do eat breakfast at all.
1: Yeah, and he like he's interesting because he's like a taking time I mean, he's not gonna just destroy everybody, he's that's not what he's about. He wants he wants love and respect and everything mm-hmm. but if he's upset he's not getting what he wants he might throw a little tantrum and then mm-hmm. well destroy everybody yeah. he reminds me of certain politicians but we won't go there oh <laughs> uh, yeah
2: exactly <laughs> but also it all boils down to what was the first thing we saw that really creeped us out this season him drinking
0: yeah the yeah. frozen
2: milk come on yeah it's it's as if he's still a child, a yeah. baby. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And and we know he that he grew up everything. in a lab and didn't have affection exactly. from his mother, so that's into his whole pathology. That,
2: that's yeah. whole his whole pathology. That's yeah. who yeah. he is deep down. And literally he is and they bring it up later on, basically he is a product of this company. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't know how to react or and and talk to people as a person because he yeah. was never brought up as a person he's a broken he was man brought up as a product
0: well yeah and we're going to see that arc throughout the rest of the season we're going to see him make this kind of descent into really madness because he's he's going to lose control of everything yeah. and then at the end he, he kind of gets it back but you can still see like mark you talked about in the comics how he kind of goes crazy or has a nervous breakdown it, it looks mm-hmm. like he's getting close to that so uh yeah, yeah we're, we're seeing that that extreme narcissism that he has this need to control yeah. and, and everything else So yeah it's a good
1: And in this episode it's like this nightmare version Of the Typical Beaver Cleaver Family only mm-hmm. the father is this monster yeah. Who raped the mother and then expects To be included in their life
0: Yeah and it, I had this
1: Horrifying
0: I had this as number one because I, I Really liked it they basically confirmed for us That that's because they kind of it's, it's not really left up in the air in in the first season of whether he raped her or not but i think it's i think it's clear in this in this exchange between the two of them that that he raped her i think that's yeah
1: yeah yeah Yeah, because she's like he's like i did you a favor and and also you can tell throughout the season that she really does care for butcher Mm -hmm. like i wonder too was she just as bad as all the rest of them and she actually had an affair but i think this season it becomes pretty clear that he raped her
2: yeah yeah it's really prevalent that she was you know exactly. You know, raped at that point, and you know she really did love Butcher, but the, yeah. the company, as it were, segregated her and pushed her aside. Well, no, that's that's left. how
0: she kept Billy safe was yeah she, she did buddy that was the agreement but regardless
2: she yeah. was still an asset to that company yeah, having yeah. and having this kid
1: finding out that she still she what she didn't have an affair and that she does still love butcher mm-hmm. it's i cling on to these moments in this show where people actually do good are good you know because exactly. yeah. and there are yeah. plenty of decent people but there are so many just scuzzy people in the show we i think oh, mark definitely. and i talked
0: about it last episode that that really when you look look at it uh frenchy and and uh, mother's mothers milk milk are milk. really yeah. two they're really decent guys in the yeah. end that they're just trying to to get by and we, we're going to find out that frenchie has this deep dark secret that he's been torturing himself with and uh, so yeah it's it's going to be interesting going forward as we, we we watch these episodes
1: a huey is good and uh, i mean nobody's perfect but mm-hmm. he's got a good heart and so does starlight she's another one that i thought might go bad with the influence of the seven you know when, she finally accepted her costume that doesn't cover up as much. I thought maybe she might just go full bore into that direction, but she hasn't. She's still a full-on hero, even in this episode, exposing yeah. Vot and everything.
0: Yeah, She's exactly. trying to. Very good. Yeah, and that really goes right into my number two, which is is A-Train when he goes to Starlight after the Compound B uh, is revealed to be how superheroes are made. And again, it, it's like we just talked about, Starlight is kind of doing what she has to do. It's And she kind of tells A-Train, well, if, if my betrayal comes out, I'm going to tell them that you knew about it and you're going to be in just as much trouble as I am. And she says, and I love that whole exchange because we we're, what we're seeing on some of these with some of these heroes, we're seeing the human side of them. Because mm-hmm. like A-Train, when she yeah. says something about, it's not about the money. And A-Train says, only people who always had money say, say that, that right. you know. And we kind of see this this uh, more uh, softer side of, of A-Train. We see that he, and we know that from last season, that he kind of grew up in the projects. And being a superhero was kind of his way of getting out. Yep, very true.
1: Also, I think she has on him that he
0: killed Popclaw.
2: So that's yes, more leverage. that's right. She- yeah. Oh
0: yeah, that that's always uh, Yeah. She in the rancho. in the last episode she talked about that that she saw the autopsy report and all the needle marks and that no mm-hmm. one that he would, yeah. is the only one fast enough to be able to put all those needles in at the same time like that. So yeah.
2: Right. So yeah, that would lead me to my number two, which would be uh yeah, well we finally get that San Diego Comic Con trailer scene mm-hmm. that we've been anticipating and wanting so much and we finally got it. So, you know, the deep writing on the boat and his way of proving himself to Vaught you know, he could be brought back into the seven, you know, and then Billy. Doing Fucking that, that diabolical.
0: <laughs> that was so
2: extreme, honestly. You know, <laughs> Billy just throwing the throttle. And the behind-scenes thing, uh, actually, they talked about it on San Diego Comic-Con, which I enjoy, is that apparently Colt Urban had the throttle and did push it so it could go right through. So they all felt that velocity of that. You floor. mean there was
1: actually a big to go through.
2: <laughs> was, it, was there something oh, actually? Oh, there was, it was, it was a CG, boat, though. So, the whale was so, CG. Yeah, the, right, okay. the whale was definitely CG. A real but whale, what? <laughs> No animals were harmed in the production of this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, we don't want Rima yet yelling at us, so, but, you know, uh, we love her, But and I do understand, but, oh, my God. But just even seeing a CG whale like that was like, oh, my yeah. God. And the aftermath, and the prosthetics that go involved in that i just loved it huey Especially- hanging out in this yes <laughs> just, yeah, yeah jack quay just like saying there <laughs> and all i could think about is billy joel yeah, yeah. <laughs> For <my second> <laughs> i yeah
0: this was this is really really good and it just escaped me i have in my notes i i didn't notice it until this rewatch, but we get some more ideas of the church the church of the collective's influence because yes they somehow got the information about the boat about the police and that's what she brings in that comes from Adano Adana whatever his name is she says this came directly from Allison Adana and this is the information is going to get you back into the seven and she gives it to Deep and that's how he shows up out there before everybody else from the seven and they kind of when they do show up they're like what are you doing here Deep you're not supposed to be involved in this so i thought that was kind of cool that i didn't pick up on that the first time watching it but on this rewatch i was like oh now i get it trying to prove himself yeah and and we're seeing like i said we're seeing how much the church has got its kind of claws into everything yeah yeah right trying to not pop claw though she's gone (laughs) (laughs) well
1: my number one is about the deep And he, uh, for starting off to just be this character that you're like, okay, you're an asshole. I mean, I still think he's an asshole, but he's an interesting character because he feels lost. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting when he starts talking about the fish, like, oh, yeah, my buddies are so rowdy, you know, talking about some (laughs) guppies or something. And he just it's clear that his world of friends is these fish and he's mm. more alienated from people he he gets along and relates to the fish better and people when they hear this they just think he's nuts and so that makes him even more alienated from the people and it, and i think it makes him feel sad and then here they're talking about how you know when he grew up he had a lifetime of hearing fish in restaurants beg for their lives and on one level like a lot of things in the show it's ridiculous and, and funny and silly but also it's just deeply sad for this guy mm-hmm. and and yeah. with the whale too like she's all I was just worried about Lucy here and Homelander's like oh yeah whatever and it's kind of funny. He made a joke about it but, yeah. it's, <laughs> but it's also if you look at it from the deeps point of view it's like this creature that he knew and was connected with just got brutally murdered and it's exactly. like if someone in your life got murdered mm-hmm. so it's this exactly. show totally does that huey is leaving the message for starlight about that billy joel video where the kid is about to kill himself and billy joel comes along and gives him his second win and i realize that you, you're my second win it's at the same time for me kind of cheesy and silly but also really heartwarming you know mm-hmm. so yes. yeah <laughs> exactly show does that really well
0: yeah it's really it's really cool and like I, that's what i was saying earlier that we're starting to see a, a different side of these these heroes, even the ones that are quote yeah. unquote the bad ones. You know, he goes and he tries to apologize to uh to Starlight for what he did. And she basically tells him to, you know, to F off. Right. And then Stormfront kind of says the same thing to him. And so you see this fact that he's trying to get redemption, but it's not every time he, he it's in the first season, it was funny when we saw those kind of things happen to him, but now we're seeing the tragedy A like sad. Yeah, like and here
1: said. even when he's talking to her. He says, I'm going to do everything in my power to renew my light, not just for you, but for all the female people. So that just shows, again, like that he's not quite on everybody's, le- you know, he should say women, no. not the female right. people.
0: Right. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he's still not totally there yet. He hasn't figured <laughs> out Yeah. <laughs> um, really good so i just switch things up a little bit. we kind of already talked about my number one so mm-hmm. um, i'm gonna uh go into my notes a little bit here that uh I, I really liked and it didn't occur to me until this watch that the the name of the boat I, I mean i knew the name of the boat is my big wet dream but i think i think there was a line in the first season to huey i think butcher was or somebody was giving huey everything that he needed or wanted and and huey wouldn't accept it and they're like you could mess up you could mess up a wet dream and so i thought that was kind of cool they there's maybe that's a callback or i might be totally forgetting what happened that was pretty season. cool though if it's a good callback yeah though. yeah so i thought that was that was kind of cool and i had to go and actually had to look back in the last episode to remind myself because i was like wait did we watch that did we see this video in the first ep- in the second episode as well and and we did so this song yeah, we did. Um, you know my sick my second wind is kind of uh been recurring in these last two episodes
2: yep
1: i was just gonna say about that i love that he loves billy joel in general yeah it's just mm-hmm. a funny and i like billy joel he's yeah. a great songwriter
2: yeah. Same
1: here. and um the the lyrics to that song you're having a hard time and lately you don't feel so good you're getting a bad reputation in your neighborhood it kind of fits so yeah. I, it, was, it was a cool opening
2: yeah definitely My number one would be Mother's Milk pleads to Butcher in the cave about easing up on everybody. You know, that that they are all being way pressured and Huey is just showing all the signs of falling apart due to everything that Billy's been doing. Billy's that kind of, uh, I'm not saying that Negan character, but kind of pushing somebody to get what they want and he's not looking at the person as a person. He's just u- mm-hmm. utilizing as them as a tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he points out that Huey's like the canary. You know, Mother's Milk points out to actual Billy that you know Huey's the canary in the coal mine. Mm-hmm. You know, without the canary to help him, Billy won't get what he wants, which is his wife back and Mother's Milk's family back as well. So, you know, without you know don't smother this kid don't smother us don't do this because without us you're not going to get what
0: you want you know right right well he's reminding billy also that that huey's the one that keeps him human that keeps him exactly from, from hmm. going too far and that's why i like there's going to be we're going to call back to this in oh two or three more episodes it's it's going to come up again when billy calls huey to tell him that he's leaving and mm-hmm. he call he's going to call Huey his canary, and then we're gonna we're gonna see that that episode where Mother Milk is going to ask Huey, tell me exactly what he said, and so we're gonna find out this this callback to this canary thing is really cool.
1: Mm. And and later, Butcher's wife Billy's wife Becca says, "I like all your friends, especially Huey. He's good for you."
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're gonna get the reveal about the the similarities between Huey and Billy's brother later on in the season as well. So that's going to be kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So we should move on to some notes. i um, trying to see what, if there's anything that we haven't discussed. Uh, it's in my notes. I think the only thing I've got is really everything that I think everything in my notes we've discussed. I thought it was cool that, that, that uh, Kamiko's brother, you said Kenji is his name. Yes. Uh, that he, he used, he used the chain to rip a hole in the tape. So that he could get his finger out because he, you know, he has to use his hands for his power. And then once he gets the finger out, then he can move the can and tear it up so that he can cut the rest of the, the tape away. But it really, his, you know, his kind of freedom doesn't last very long, because he gets up to the top of the boat and Kamiko kind of tackles him there and then you know after he kills the police that or pulls down the police helicopter
1: and that was another misdirect i feel like because you saw uh frenchie tempt him with the coke mm-hmm. and then it looked like he really wanted to drink it when the guy left but he was actually going to use it as a mm-hmm. tool to get himself free so they yeah. do little clever things like that a lot oh yeah like in this I know i'm know i jumping ahead here but in this recent Good. episode they're watching uh there's uh something came on the news I forget what it was about Starlight being in trouble or something and mm-hmm. um, Huey's back with is it Lamplighter is that mm-hmm. the guy's name yeah and Lamplighter and he and Huey's looking at the tv going oh my god and then you go over to the tv and they're still watching the porn it's not even the news <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then they switch over to the news and they see the Starlight uh. <laughs>
2: I only had two that are left in my notes. We already, you know, Jason, you topped on them and Steve as well. So the only two that I have left is the uh, the storyboard presentation of the seven movie in front of Ashley, Maeve and a and train and Starlight and Stormfront. Stormfront's tweaks about it be- being global or she tweets, I guess being global and then goes into her rant you know yeah
0: her, her little tweaks being being yeah i love that when she said when the guy's like sure we can make little changes and she's like no no this is global i love that whole <laughs> yeah it,
1: you could see a pa- like powerful actor doing that like brad pitt or something no mm-hmm. no no we're gonna change all this
0: yeah <laughs> exactly but i loved
1: when he's describing the movie and he goes this is the moment the seven became the seven rousing music <laughs> Hans Zimmer yeah. <laughs> yeah it
0: was great I love so I, it's in my it's in my quotes I love how he does he does Mave's voice does that kind of falsetto you mean like a team up? you know and <laughs> <laughs> Maeve is just sitting there just oh,
2: oh
1: god really I can't but do the this poor nope. PR girl who just wants this all to work out she's
2: excited about everything this is yeah. great right oh, ashley forget it <laughs> ashley is headed for a nervous breakdown and that's my <laughs> other point with everything that's going on she fears for her job and i think her life with the position that she's put in you know you know she's pulling her hair out at points <laughs> that i mentioned in the last podcast you know uh, was it, chloe Minifie?
0: yes colby Minifie.
2: colby Minifie. that's Ginny right. on
0: fear and, yeah, she, and, was in, on and she was in Fear the she was in Jessica Jones, the first first or second
2: yes. season of Jessica Jones. So. Yeah. So yeah, she she has a way of like being so diverse because you know with Colby, what she does in Fear, she's very aggressive. She's the antagonist. This she's the subservient little host to deal with all these people. And then with, with Jessica Jones, what would you say she was in that, Steve?
0: Oh, she was. I mean, she was the frantic sister, right? She was kind of. Kind of had a hippy-dippy kind of side to her, but at the same time, when she she gets, she had definitely a manic kind of uh, way about her, but she was definitely less, like she, it was many years ago, so she was younger and she played much younger than what Ashley is as well, I think. But
2: yeah, I'm just saying that she plays a variety of different characters. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, Yeah, so it shows her stretch as an actress, Mm -hmm. so I thought that was pretty cool. But I just find it, funny because towards the end you actually do start to see some of her hair missing on her head (laughs) so it's just like you could see it's like oh this is really taking in wow not a great job to have no no (laughs) (laughs) so this is a a time where we move on to quotes i didn't do my notes i got a couple you got a few quotes yeah Is that right? No, he's got notes. Yeah, just a couple. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure.
1: When when the deep is standing on the whale with his fist at his side, it spouts off its blowhole and it kind of gets in his face a little bit. Uh, That reminded me of this time when I was on a whale watching tour on this boat, kind of like the one they were on. And the whale came right up to the side of the boat and the people running the tour were like this never happens it's crazy so we were all like 20 of us leaning over the side of the boat it was kind of tipped and looking and the whale spouted off and it smelled like fish guts it was disgusting <laughs> we're all like leaning over and they were like oh leaning
0: back away from I, i'm glad you're bringing that up because i i had i noticed that in this last watch that he kind of does that superhero pose on the on the top of the whale like you know <laughs>
1: yeah it was it was (laughs) iconic but it didn't turn out so well Uh, Um, yeah it's true you mentioned the uh the storyboard for the dawn of the seven movie and i was looking at the characters um i definitely saw translucent the deep homelander queen Maeve, and black noir uh that's five lamplighter Mm -hmm. was he in there
0: i don't i didn't see him on the store i think there i I think think he might have been
1: to the right or the right or Could the left be, I'm seeing. but
0: like A-Train replaced somebody
1: Yeah and I think the, there was somebody else who he had like uh, a cowl and with pointy ears kind of Batmany but he had like an M so I don't think that was A-Train
0: No yeah. I think that was nah. yeah that I can't remember what she called him in the the first the first episode she said you you've now been here longer than Blank. So and so. Like, oh, okay. yeah, like like oh. Master Runner or something. It wasn't right. Master Runner, but like it, something like that. Magnificent I don't Master know. bator.
1: <laughs> and then oh, the only last note I had is um we saw Congressman Newman on TV demanding an investigation into all of this. And yeah. so I, I imagine it must be really interesting for you guys to go back and watch. <laughs> knowing what you know and see the little seeds planted and stuff yeah like i wasn't we said, paying any attention to that when <laughs> i first watched it
0: yeah like we said in, in like in episode one when rainer's head pops the very next scene is newman on the tv is on, yeah. on tv so that was our first that was pretty cool hint and uh, in this uh, one i tried to catch in this one if there was anything i think it's just the fact that I, I think her her role is kind of to like play against Vaught but she's also part of Vought at the same time. So she's like, that's what I think that's what her agenda is. I think she mm. really, mm. you know, is, is, is kind of controlled by Vought to pretend.
1: Oh, okay. To, to, like, to, like to put yeah. up this faux
0: opposition mm-hmm. kind of. Exa- yes. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's mm. what, I think that's what in the comic. I think there's a comic book character similar to that, that. That's kind of their role. I think TV, the guys on TV podcast industries talked about that. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have any other notes, Jason? Okay, so quotes. Um, Jason, you could go first.
1: Just do one.
2: Yeah, yeah, if you want.
1: I liked Butcher teasing Huey. He's like, "How long are we gonna be sulking about like some Ponzi eyeline wearing emo twat?" <laughs> <laughs> he's so good. His his lines are so. I know. Good. Uh, well, yeah, let me just do one more because it's the only other one I have. But Huey's like, when he's like, everybody's giving him props for exposing bot Mm. it's on tv and he's Mm. like butchers like whatever and he's like you can't even give me this can you not one goddamn win he goes, I'll tell you what, when we're all done here, I'll buy you a nice big family-sized bottle of top shelf lube and I'll tickle your balls till you beg me to stop. And even then
0: I won't, I just won't do it. That was great. Yeah, yeah. I love that scene. Um, <laughs> I, I loved, uh, I've got a couple that we haven't already talked about here. Uh, I loved when Stan Edgar, when when you said like when uh, the PR person, when the, the compound V thing gets released that they don't know where Homelander is and Stan Egger says he will know when I want him to know just <laughs> keep the rest of the infants on 99 and check will you so I thought that was great that he that they have the top floor of the building but the executives have a lower floor you know the guys that actually run the company have a lower floor than the heroes yeah <laughs> and that's the way Homelander yep demands exactly. that i'm sure uh, no, definitely. and then the I'm only sure. other one i had was when they're on when they when the police uh approach the boat <laughs> billy says well a stranger is just a friend you ain't met yet <laughs> that is true <laughs> like, that's how you said this was <laughs> yeah you said this is your friend's boat <laughs> well <laughs> a stranger is just a friend you ain't met
2: yet so it was great <laughs> all right well i only have i'll only put the one that i have that i thought was pretty good and that would be Stormfront at the presentation. And she just looks at the, the presenter and goes, You're right, old women, as unknowable hitchcock bitches or Michael Bay fuck dolls. I know that a lifetime of jerking off to Transformers <laughs> didn't exactly make you popular with the ladies, but
0: effort would be nice. You know what I'm saying? I love I love his response is, I had two sisters. I have two sisters. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> And the last one would be Billy going, you guys touching your tips to Huey and Mother's Milk when they were celebrating about the information on News about Vaughn <laughs> in the very beginning. But that's all it was. So. But uh, it's just like the, the typical Billy Butcher one-liner quotes. And I, I still go back and to season one about the whole Spice Girls thing. So I still can't get over that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> the casting in the show is right on Carl Urban. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And- the guy who plays Homelander, just amazing.
0: Anthony Star, Stark or yeah. Star. And it, I'd
1: like to see have... him in something else because I never
2: have. Mm-hmm. I, can't imagine I would like playing to see him in a regular asshole. suit because all we see is in him in that super suit. Right. We've never seen him in regular clothes. I, I'm hoping that we actually get to see him try to fit into society. Right. Maybe he has Home an alter Lander
1: ego go... that we don't know about.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, did you guys see the the teaser the teaser trailer for season three? No,
1: I didn't even know they had one.
0: Yeah, it's it's all the different it's all of them They're kind of talking about different things, um, but it, it might be a little spoilery. It's not really anything plot line related, but there's it shows Homelander and he's got like either a black wig on or like he's dyed his hair black and he's in a T-shirt. And he's like, oh, I'm, wow. in, my, I'm in my street clothes to talk about the upcoming the boys or whatever. And then like Mother's Milk and Huey break in and all of them have each individual has the, the shirt of their character on so it's pretty funny so <laughs> yeah look ah, for it. Cool. it it should be out there somewhere i think it was a, a, a i hope it wasn't a fan thing that i just got stuck into but it's not all the actors so it had to be had to be legit yeah yeah well that's pretty and cool it even though. has jensen ackles at the very end saying something and rolling his eyes so it's i'm <laughs> i'm so excited to see him in season three hope that doesn't spoil anything for anybody that you, you didn't know that the jensen ackles is confirmed to be season three of the boys he's gonna have to play a character well cool
2: it's cool so we have podcast recommendations. So uh Jason, do you have any? <laughs> Obviously you come from a podcast network. Please, so yes. Shamelessly plug.
0: Shamelessly pug.
1: Oh, was I supposed to have ones for like that I'm not on? No, you can.
0: No, you can do
2: whatever
1: you want. Yeah, what I mean, I'm just listening to political podcasts which make me feel on edge all the time so i won't recommend any of those but uh <laughs> that's pretty much all i'm listening there's one called the truth that's got these really kind of twilight zony stories that they tell and that's cool. i i recommend it the truth it's the truth. it's okay. pretty pretty crazy yeah i'll stick with that
2: and we could also hear you on the podcast network yeah, yeah.
1: so i am doing um i'm having this existential crisis on walking dead cast right now because we decided after we didn't like fear that we would cover mostly walking dead world beyond the new uh spinoff and people aren't really digging that so i have to figure out what to do we might try 50 50 coverage but minimal on both i don't know
0: that's cool
1: mandalorian's coming out pretty soon and we'll be covering that on house podcastica
0: so excited for the mandalorian coming back same here I Just finished rewatching season one again and forgot how good <laughs> it was. Like, i just like each episode was better and better, yeah. And I, yeah, so it's yeah, really, really good. The only one I've got is Michael Rosenbaum's Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum this week. He interviewed uh, a woman who escaped from the Nexium cult, and yeah, um, so I Sarah Edmondson, I, yes, thank you. Yes. Um, I haven't, I don't, it's, it's queued up, I haven't listened to it yet, but. I listened
2: to the first half and it was really good. She's
1: one of the main people in the HBO docu-series, The Vow. Okay. And she also wrote a, a book called Scarred about the whole experience.
0: Yes. Sweet. And then I was I was hoping that I'd be able to say that we have to go back Lost Revisited had an episode, but it hasn't come out yet this, this week. So hopefully they'll be dropping an episode here pretty soon.
1: Michael Rosenbaum has an interesting one to talk about that because he co-starred with Allison Mack on- mm-hmm. uh, Smallville, yes. and she's like a big part of
2: that cult. Yeah, he brings that up during the actual podcast. Oh, I with, listened. Uh, yeah, it, it was an interesting listen too. I, I still have to finish it, but my next one would be on your network, Jason. That would be on. The podcast can network. That would be strange indeed. With uh, yeah, I'm Rima glad you brought that Paige. up because I didn't mention it, and Remus probably like what the <laughs> fuck, dude. That would be <laughs> uh, their, their coverage of uh the haunting of Blind Manor, and uh they're moving on to episode three, I believe, this week. So so I'll good that show. Watching that yeah. haunting of Blind Manor, I had a laugh too because I was I was taking my niece home with me this weekend. To stay for the weekend she fell asleep during the podcast so i guess her day was not so great at school because she actually physically went to school so but she actually said she watched the episode you know and she she goes oh i'll listen to the podcast nice so i i think she uh, she does enjoy the podcast and she does enjoy the show
0: So listen to Rima and Paik on Strange Strange Indeed. Indeed. And then also don't forget Rima and Jason on that same feed (laughs) are covering the Great British Baking Show. Correct.
1: Yeah, we decided to do something strange indeed and cover (laughs) that.
2: Yeah, and get fed at the same time for those who people who are not on keto.
1: It's really fun. It's, <laughs> it's really been fun to do it. We just got through a chocolate week. Next week is Patriot Week.
0: Super fun. I've got it. It is it is queued up uh, next on my my list of podcasts that I'm listening to. Wendy came on with us this week. I I, I saw yes. that, so I'm
2: excited to hear her. And she'll be on Adrenaline Cinema soon, everybody. So check that on the Car Entertainment Network. So with that, how could people submit their feedback? to
0: submit your feedback you can go to our facebook page which is panels to pixels facebook.com slash panels to pixels i do this every week and every week i try to do be a little bit different so uh go to our (laughs) facebook page facebook.com slash panels to pixels you can check out our website which is panels to pixels podcast.com we can be heard on just about every podcast player of choice i think mark said one last week called deezer i didn't even know there was such a thing so um apparently we're on that we're on bulldozer i don't know what Bulldozer that's not true. Um, but we're currently <laughs>
2: on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Yeah, so yeah. you could check us out there. Eventually the other podcast networks will be for there sure. Too, for as sure. Well, like you can that, also send as as us
0: you can also send us an email at panels to pixels one at gmail.com. That's panels to pixels one. The TO spelled out right in the middle. And the number one at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube. Uh, panels to pixels podcast. So go there, give us a thumbs up, subscribe and check us out. Awesome.
2: So next week's episode is episode four of the second season. So please send us any of your feedback as you want. Obviously we're doing a spoiler filled podcast for the second season of the boys. So if you watched ahead, just put in your description of what you've watched And just tell us what you felt about that particular episode. And we'll read it or play your voicemail for that particular podcast. And where can listeners listen to us? Well, Jason, where
0: could you be listened to?
1: If you go to podcastica.com, you can find links to all my podcasts
0: awesome cool, very cool i'm right here on panels to pixels obviously which is on the next level podcast network i also joined mark on the adrenaline cinema podcast last week for lethal weapon that's on the pirate core entertainment podcast network i send various voicemails to the Podcastica shows as uh, jason uh, just talked about so you can hear my voice on some of those Podcastica network shows yeah as well this
1: is the first podcast i've been on in a long time where you didn't call in
0: i know it's <laughs> <laughs> what about you mark where can our listeners catch up with you
2: well i can be found right here on panels to pixels as well just the same as you sending out feedback to all my friends just like jason rima Pake, everybody all my friends that do podcasts and i sent my feedback to their particular podcast as well so you could find me here on the panels to pixels podcast which will remain here But I'm also on Adrenaline Cinema, which you co-hosted last week, which you already explained to the listeners. You were on the Lethal Weapon episode, which I am so happy that you were on. And with that, next week's episode, listeners, if you're into Adrenaline Cinema podcast, well, next week I have my friend Daphne, who is part of the Pyrocore Entertainment Network, and she's going to be on... The movie coverage of Battle Royale, which came out in 2000. It's a Japanese movie, so that's cool. If you're not into subtitles, I haven't seen that. This will give me excuse.
1: It. I've wanted to see it for a long time.
2: Yeah, Check do it so out. because I've been following that movie since it came out. So you know, when
1: I first heard the plot, I think I thought, "Oh, that's too dark for me." But now I'm completely desensitized. <laughs> it seems tame. <laughs> i ready to watch it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, you could find me uh, here on Panels the Pixels, sending out feedback to other people as well as my other podcasts on adrenaline cinema on the parkour entertainment network and that's pretty much it so thanks everybody for listening i'm mark and i'm steve and i'm jason and this was panels to pixels and we'll see you on the next panel good night everybody good night
1: good night